Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling. So we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Brand Mary Podcast. I am so excited that you are joining me for today's episode. In today's episode, we are going to talk more about how to switch on and off from work when you work from home. I have been getting a variation of this question for years because, story time, (laughs) because when I left my nine to five, I was working at home with my son full time. So immediately I started attracting a lot of entrepreneurs who were specifically also juggling building a business and, you know, being a mother, caring for another human being. And so I really started very early on sharing my experiences with this process. And it's been so interesting to think back on like what I did then versus what I do now and how that has really changed. And I'm excited to give you a little update. You know, my son is now six years old. He's going to be seven. My husband is now home full time as well. And so our dynamic is very, very different. But as I go through this episode, I'm definitely going to highlight some things that I was also doing back then. Like a lot of this hasn't changed. It's just elevated in a way. The structure of how I switch on and off from work has always been the same. So I'm so excited to dive into this conversation today. This question was asked on uh, Instagram Live that I did about a month or so ago. And I answered it on the live, but I made a mental note to circle back and record this for the podcast. So I'm super jazzed about it. Before we get into today's episode, though, I want to make sure that you have grabbed my new free resource, my 45-day brand plan. This is a complete step-by-step roadmap for building your brand and launching your website in just 45 days. So it really structures the timeline for you so you can do it in an efficient way. It allows you to see the big picture so you can strip away all the stuff you don't need to focus on during that time frame. And it gives you more in-depth descriptions of what to be focusing on through the branding and the website process. So be sure to grab that. It's the 45-day brand plan and you can grab it at brandmary.com slash 45 days. That's brandmary.com slash 45 days. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. So I have found when you work from home, it is incredibly difficult to self-motivate yourself. Now, disclaimer, I'm already a pretty self-motivated human being. I can amp myself up pretty easily, but it's hard for me. Like it's it's still difficult. There are days when I I still struggle to be like, okay, Michelle, you need to work now. You need to get things done now. And I will say that one of my favorite parts of being an entrepreneur is that I can look at my to-do list and I can say, you know what? I could move this to the next day. Nothing like has to be done today. I can take a day off. That is the joy and the thrill of being an entrepreneur. I can also decide, "Eh, I'm not really feeling it on this Wednesday. You know, maybe I'm just like really tired. 
So I got nothing going on on Saturday. I'm going to take Wednesday, treat it like my Saturday, and then I'll be working on Saturday. So I believe that one of the perks of being an entrepreneur is flexibility in when you're working. However, it can get really, really easy to procrastinate. And so I have found that having a structure on the days that I am going to be working is incredibly helpful. And more so, it makes it easier for me to move into work CEO mode and then move into full, you know, presence with mom, wife, you know, mode. Because there is a lot of juggling that happens. Even working from home, my son is still very welcome in my office and we have really worked on that dynamic and there are some days where it's just not working, right? And I, I literally have to say, okay, it's time to get out of Bobby's office. We need to shut the door. Way too many distractions. And then there are some days, because he's a six-year-old, where he is totally entertaining himself and we get to be in the same room and that's really important to me. But I've had to really honor my boundaries and know that like if the dynamic isn't working on that day, for instance, telling him like, hey, if if I can focus for like the next, you know, three hours and get all this stuff done, here's what we'll be able to do tonight. And he's always like, great, you know, because it's all about the being present. And I find that one of the things that a lot of my clients who are specifically mothers struggle with when their kiddos are home with them is kind of that dynamic, right? There's a lot of mom guilt that comes into the mix. You're like, well, I'm home. Should I be, you know, giving them my full attention? And I just constantly remind myself that like by dedicating my time to my work and doing it in a way that's minimizing interruptions, I'm able to actually focus more on my family and on being a mother the majority of the time. And that's really important. And that is something that I didn't do a great job of when I first started my business. I really didn't have clear boundaries on when work was starting and and when it wasn't. And um, I would, you know, I still had notifications on my phone back then. And we're going to talk a little bit about this one little tip that's going to just completely change your life. And I, and in a recent episode I did, I talked a little bit about like the things that I would have done differently. And one of those things was boundaries with clients. So I was not great at, you know, kind of shutting work off at night. And what I mean by that is, is not responding to things, right? Not checking email, not responding to things. I think it is completely crazy to think that you can just stop thinking about the business that you're building and something that you love. Like I could be doing the most random thing and I get an idea for my business. And again, I love that about being an entrepreneur, but I think it's about, you know, acknowledging, oh, that was great. I love that. And then getting back into the moment, like pulling yourself back in. So very similar to meditation, I guess, you know, like the art of meditation is really coming back to the meditation because distractions are going to happen and how you kind of pull yourself back in. And I, th I think that's the, the same as what we're talking about now. It's pulling yourself back in into the present moment. So when I am working, I'm pulling myself back into the present moment, which is me focused in on my work. When I'm with my family, I might think of work things, but I'm going to acknowledge them and then pull myself back into the present moment. So how do I do it? <laughs> That's why you're here, right? I want to start with after work because what I do at the end of my workday really sets me up for the start of the next day. 
And so at the end of a work day, and I know that you might be thinking this in your head, I get this question a lot. What are your office hours? I don't have office hours. I am a very creative person. I have found that in the morning, I do really well with writing and creating content. Like I'm recording this podcast in the morning. If I try to write emails or record videos or record podcasts after about noon, it's like it doesn't work. Like my brain is just not in that space. However, around like 3.30, 4 o'clock, I get re-inspired, which is so interesting. And I can just sit and write like five emails in, in like two hours. It's crazy. And so that's something that I have recognized in myself. Obviously, I want you to pay attention to your habits and when things are easier for you so that you can structure a day that works for you. But because of this, I don't have like a hard, this is the day, this is the time that my a day ends. Sometimes I'll end my day at you know 1 p.m. Sometimes I'll work till 6 p.m. There have been days when I'm so inspired my husband and my son are just having so much fun in the other room, watching a movie, doing whatever. And I'm like, hey, are, are you good if I just keep riding this wave? And they're like, yeah, totally. We're watching a movie. And I'll like write emails till like eight o'clock because I'm like so in the zone. And so I really do my best to communicate with my family. Like, does this work for all of us? And really honor my creativity and know that, again, this is one of the perks of being an entrepreneur. I don't have to work nine to five because I don't want to. That's why I left that, that job. So when I end my day, depending on wherever that is, I always go through my task management software. So I use ClickUp, which I absolutely love and I highly recommend it for entrepreneurs. It's free. The base version is free. It's something we teach inside of Brand Mary Academy. And it's where we put everything, our team meetings, all of the projects that we're working on. Delana and I both have tasks assigned to each other. Our weekly content workflow is in there. I'm like literally looking at ClickUp right now with my notes for today for this particular podcast. All of my repeating monthly tasks are in there, weekly tasks are in there, and then my day-to-day thing. So anytime I get an idea or I'm like, oh, I want to do this, I'll add it to ClickUp and then it'll kind of go into my home feed. So at the end of the day, I go through and I mark the things complete that I did for the day. And if there's something that I didn't get to that wasn't a major priority, I'll readjust my timeline on that. If there's something that I decided wasn't urgent anymore, I might move that. So I'm I'm just in there, like really aware of the different things that we're working on in the business. It keeps me really aligned with everything that's happening. And it makes me feel like I'm not, like stuff's not falling through the cracks. So at the end of the day, I always update my ClickUp. And then I use a Remarkable, which so many of you have messaged me and said that you got one, which I love. Um, I just really love having this. I like writing, but I was becoming a Post-it crazy person. There were just Post-its all over my desk. And you know, it's better for the environment. So I also will just write down the different things that I want to work on the next day. Yes, these are in ClickUp. Okay. So yes, I don't have to do that. But I really like having a written list in front of me and um, just being able to cross stuff off. I don't know what it is (laughs) about crossing something off a list. This must be ingrained in me since I was a child. So I will write down the, the day of the week, like Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. And then I will write down the things that I'm really prioritizing the next day. So I do that at the end of every single day before I close my computer. This really helps me 
complete the day. And I think that is the biggest part of disconnecting or switching on and off from work is having these routines that trigger your mind to say, okay, we're starting this or we're stopping this. And when you're working from home, it can be really easy to blur the lines. And I have found that the more routine that you have in in the start and the stop, the better off you are and the more present you are in whichever activity that you're doing. Because it's not just about being present with your family, right? It's also being present as the CEO in your business and honoring that as well. So before I close my computer, I write down all the things for tomorrow and I update my ClickUp and I feel really great about coming in prepared for the next day. Delaine and I also use Slack as our communication tool. So I communicate with my one-on-one clients via Slack, and then Delaine and I have a team feed as well. So we typically will message each other and be like, hey, I'm done for the day or whatever. We still talk through the evening and send each other, you know, updates about movies we're watching and stuff. But we're like, okay, we're done working. And that's really helpful as well. So having something that concludes the day. The second thing that I do is I change my clothes. Now, this will all make sense when we talk about my morning routine, but I actually get dressed for work. And so at the end of the day, I change into my evening clothes. And let's be honest, I take my bra off, right? I like change my clothes. I get into my comfy lounge clothes. And again, it's a routine that just kind of triggers my mind to go, okay, we are moving away from work mode and we are moving into family relaxation mode. And so it's it's a simple exercise. It sounds ridiculous, but I am telling you it works. I also have a tendency, like probably some of you listening, to wear these insanely high messy buns on top of my head. And I will put my hair into a messy, crazy bun on the top of my head with like a giant scrunchie at the end of the day. Again, don't know what it is, but it's just part of the process. I remember when I worked my nine to five, like I would immediately come home and change. And so I think that's part of it. And if you do that, you know, I can definitely say that it still works with disconnecting even when you are working from home. Because the, I think the biggest struggle that I had is when I was coming home from my nine to five, there was all this like time to decompress. I was driving home. I had like, sometimes in traffic, I had a two hour commute. So I would go pick up my son Um, And then I would drive home. And so I had all of this time to just like let go of what happened at work, listen to music, you know, things like that. You don't have that when you work from home. You walk out of your door and if you've got kiddos or you live with anyone, immediately it's like questions and all of those different things. And so I have found that this opportunity for me to like walk out of my office, immediately go into the bathroom, change, maybe wash my face, put my hair up. It's like my mini decompressing time. And then I'm ready to get back into it and have fun and move into the next phase. The third thing that my husband and I have really done is we have a pretty great evening routine. Now, this doesn't look the same every single day, but typically when I'm done, we'll have dinner as a family. So we'll make dinner. I'll make dinner. I love to cook. Uh, We'll order food. My husband will make dinner, like whatever. We'll eat dinner as a family. We always eat dinner together, which is just, it's something we actually started when we were living in our RV because my husband worked 
retail. And so our schedule was crazy and we never really ate dinner together. And then when we lived in the RV, we were like, wow, this is kind of nice. So that's another thing for me that is like, I'm switching into present family mode, you know? So we'll make dinner together. We'd love to have a dance party. Um, you know, I'd ask my son about his homeschool for the day, just like, you know, if you have kiddos who go to school, I'm not super present in my son's school work. My husband handles homeschooling. Like I, I have an idea, I have a finger on the pulse of what's going on. My husband and I communicate about his learning, but I love asking him, right? So just like your normal stuff that you wouldn't do if you were coming home from your job and hadn't seen your family all day. So we have these evening routines. We'll typically uh, watch a movie or watch a show. We just really love movies and shows. And um, like I'll play with my son for a while and we just kind of like chill. This has been made even more enjoyable be since I removed notifications off of my phone. I don't know why no one told me this in the beginning of my business. Like I remember sitting there those first, I would say like two years, maybe even three years, sitting with my family, being fully present, and then getting an Instagram message from someone who DM'd me and immediately being like, oh, I have to look at that. Or when I was running a lot of uh, like group programs, I'd get a Facebook notification that someone had left a comment in the group. And immediately I wanted to check it to make sure everything was okay, right? Like and then I would be pulled from the moment that I was present with my family. And so I turned off all notifications on my phone for all social media, my email, all of that, because nothing is more important in that moment, right? And this was, again, something so simple that has made the biggest impact on switching off from work because the emails still come in. Right? I wake up in the morning and I see, okay, I got email, I got an email from someone in Australia, right? Or someone commented on something from New Zealand, you know? And so they're up, that makes sense. And they're coming in and they could very easily pull focus from what I am doing with my family. And so this has been one of the best things. It's like it's the tiny, simple things that I think make the biggest difference. And we overlook them because we want this like miraculous, big, transformative thing, but like it's the little micro changes that make the biggest difference. I also close my computer, which is a big part of the process. And I, during work, I am not on my cell phone. So I actually, on the flip side of, you know, notifications off of my phone, I also have my phone on do not disturb during the day. So like if a friend texts me or someone calls me, I'm not, it's not pulling my focus. I'll check my phone periodically throughout the day just to see like what's going on. Maybe just check Instagram, DM, stuff like that. So at night for a period of time, I'm kind of like catching up on like friend stuff or like scrolling on Instagram to see what everybody's been up to. But for the most part, I try to stay off of my phone in the evening. Now, I will be honest with you because I think it's nice to be transparent. I'm not one of those people who sleeps with my phone in the other room. I think that sounds beautiful. And if you do that, I am so happy for you. But <laughs> I'm not that person. And I think that's okay. And I'm giving you permission if you're not that person as well. But I will tell you that what I do on my phone in the evening is not work related. So again, one of the things that I do is I do my very best to not check my email 
because that can just pull you back into that world. So checking things like email. I don't even have Facebook on my phone anymore. I still have Instagram, but I won't check DMs typically at night because it's usually, you know, a client who's just like talking to me about something or, you know, community member, you maybe who just messaged me about the podcast. Again, that's kind of pulling my focus. I might scroll on Instagram, of course. But one of the things I've been doing lately that I love is Duolingo on my phone. So um, I've been learning Italian. Don't ask me to speak it. I'm not that great. But I really love doing this right before I go to bed. It's kind of like a fun way to laser in and focus on something not work-related. Because I don't know if you've ever done this where you're like laying in bed and you know, your whole day is running through your head, which makes sense. And then you start thinking of a million ideas and then it's really hard to shut it off. I don't know what it is. Maybe I should look into this. And if you know, let me know what's happening like psychology wise, but I'm focused in on completing these tasks in Duolingo and like learning another language. And I can like go to bed immediately. (laughs) As soon as I'm done with like my 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, great. I'm tired. And I just go to bed. Same with reading, right? Um, so I just wanted to share that because I know that that's a really popular conversation that happens and I see the benefit of it. I absolutely see the benefit of not having your phone in your room or looking at the blue light at night. It's definitely something I am working on, but I'm not there yet. And I think that's okay. It's okay to not be perfect with your situations. And if that's you, I'm giving you permission to do what works best for you. But I will say that if you can stay off social media, not check your email and go down into some crazy spiral, rather focus on something that relaxes you. Um, that's, that's what I obviously recommend. So that's pretty much how I switch off from work. It's super simple. And I think looking back, the big thing, the big two things that I didn't do in the beginning of my business that I wish I would have were writing down what I needed to do the next day. There's something so beautiful about like acknowledging all the work that you did, especially on days when it felt like you weren't focused or your attention was being pulled in a bunch of different directions. It's nice to just look and say, hey, I did something. This is great. Okay. I'm proud of myself. And then also feel ready for the next day. It kind of helps conclude that chapter and gets a lot of the floating thoughts about work out of my head because I've just written them down or put them into ClickUp. And then I think the other is obviously the notifications on the phone. I just like cannot preach that enough. I just, I recommend everyone does that honestly, but if you are an entrepreneur, just do it and see how it changes your life. All right. So that is how I, in my evening. Now, how do I start my day? So again, It's how I end my workday that really impacts how the day starts. One of the things that recently came up in one of our group coaching calls inside of the academy was how do you motivate yourself to get started? Well, I don't have to guess when I sit down because I have it mapped out in front of me. So like today, for example, I didn't come into my office and go, what am I going to do today? And then spend, you know, 30 minutes to an hour trying to figure out what I needed to do. I already knew that I was going to start recording a podcast at the very first, at the start of my day. So it, it takes a lot of the guesswork and overwhelm out of the entire process and I can just dive right into work. Now, with that being said, I think it's also important to start paying attention to like when you want to start work and this will change. So I'll give you an example. 
majority of the time, I am trying to sit down between 9 and 10 a.m. It depends on what life looks like or maybe what I have going on that day. Like maybe if I have um, something going on at 1 p.m., like an appointment, I might start, you know, a little bit earlier. But my consistency time is between 9 and 10. <laughs> 10. Now, what's really funny is even when I worked at my job, I was supposed to be there at 8, but I always showed up at 9. I was just like notoriously late. So I think we have these you know, times where we're just like ready to turn on. And if we fight that, it can be really hard. Again, one of the perks about being a CEO and an entrepreneur, and we get to honor that. But then there are also different seasons of my life where I have woken up at, you know, 6 a.m. inspired and like sit outside and I'll work for a few hours and then jump into my morning routine. And I think that just depends on the season of life. So for instance, the the, the time when I was waking up at like 6 a.m., I talk about that a little bit more in episode 50 where I share uh, what my summer looked like and dealing with um, some health problems with my family and having to really kind of step away from business and be present. That was a pocket of time where I had solo time and could really have time that was uninterrupted. So I took advantage of that. So start to pay attention to when you're turned off on in the morning, like when your brain turns on in the morning, it might be super early. There are people who wake up at 5 a.m. every single morning. Bless all of you. Bless all of you. I am so not that person. I have consistently started like waking up at 6.30, but now I'm in a season where I'm like not even functioning before like 9 or 10. So I take my time. I do my whole morning routine. So that leads me to your routine. I truly believe that having a morning routine, as much as I despise the narrative around a morning routine and just like how sometimes it can make you feel so icky because you feel like it has to be perfect or if you're not doing what, you know, somebody else is doing, then you're not doing it right. I call bullshit on that. Your morning routine is your morning routine. It is supposed to be for you, not for someone else. And yes, experiment with stuff. I It took me a really long time to find the morning routine that I have now, but I've had it for, I would say, like two years probably, and it's absolutely amazing. I love it. So I recently did a YouTube video. I don't even – it's not recent, by the way. This year, I did a YouTube video on my morning routine. If you would like to watch that a little behind the scenes, you can definitely watch a visual vlog style of that on my YouTube channel. It's brandmary.com slash YouTube. But – what I really focus on is taking a very slow, grounded approach to my morning. So I would typically wake up a little bit before my son, just a little bit, like 10 minutes maybe. I come out, you know, wherever we are. It's been our apartment, but we're just, we're going to start traveling again. And I, you know, I make my coffee. I might pick up a little bit, you know, do like a little piddling around, is that what it is? Piddle around a little bit, just kind of start waking up, feeling into my body, moving a bit. And then I uh, dive into working out pretty quickly. I am notorious for convincing myself that I don't need to work out. But if I don't work out, I am a raging, crazy individual. Like I just like, my emotions are not regulated if I don't move my body in the morning. I have a hard time focusing if I don't move my body in the morning. I find that I'm not as productive if I don't move my body in the morning. So again, you need to find your things. For a lot of my friends, 
and colleagues, it's meditation in the morning. Working out is a form of meditation for me. I really love being in my body and feeling very physical. I played sports growing up and um, it's just, it makes me feel really good and energized for the day. And so that's something that I've really been honoring even on days when I don't freaking feel like it. Today was one of those days and you can tell by the tone of my voice. So I get my workout clothes on first thing in the morning and then I start my workout uh, I, and you know, my husband, my uh, son and I have a morning routine where, you know, obviously I'm getting him breakfast and he's going to watch some cartoons while I'm working out. Like we have our thing. So I, the biggest part of this is just the routine and the consistency part. Every morning I'm honoring these little things that I need to do for myself. And that's not always easy. In the beginning, it was so hard, especially with a young child But I will say that sticking to that and setting those boundaries and really communicating with him early on, even when it was hard, has helped him set boundaries when he needs his time. So it blows my mind because it wasn't intentional, but our six-year-old will ask for his like quiet time. It's like, what? When we were in Greece last year for three months, the three of us were together all the time. So everyone needed their quiet time, you know, periodically. And I remember one day specifically, we were in Santorini and the hotel that we were staying at, our room was right by the pool, which was awesome. And so we were getting ready to like just walk out and go to the pool. And our son was like, I really think I need just like an alone day today. Can I stay in the room and just, you know, like watch cartoons and just decompress. And my husband and I were like, yes, (laughs) yes, that sounds great. We could sit right in our lounge chair at the pool and see the door. And it was amazing because yes, we got our, our separate time, but more than anything, it just, you know, reminded me how important it is to lead by example. Never once have I told my son that he should be doing that, but he's seen me ask for it. And so now he's not afraid to ask for it. And so that might be just like a little shout out to all my moms who might have this feeling in the back of their mind, like they can't take time in the morning. It doesn't have to be 45 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour. It can be 10 minutes. But asking for it and your your kiddo seeing you do that, I think it's just so, so important. So whatever your routine looks like for you, and please make it your own, have one and be consistent with it. That is key. Now, I try, when I say consistency, I don't mean I'm doing the same thing every single morning, but I'm hitting my main points. So I'm always doing something for my body. We just talked about that, right? Some days I might cycle. Some days it might just be a walk. Some days it might be yoga, you know, a quick core workout, whatever it is, but I'm doing something, a mind exercise, right? Um, Whether that is like a quick meditation or I listen to something or I journal a little bit, again, it varies. We take our dog for a walk. My son and I take our dog for a walk in the morning. I have a coffee and a smoothie. And that is pretty like standard, right? And and I get ready. That's kind of my next tip. But this routine, whatever it looks like for you, however long it can be, have the consistency and take care of yourself. Have that time for yourself in the morning. So once I've completed my morning routine, whatever time that might be during that season of life, again, typically this is happening, uh, you know, anywhere between 7 and like 8, 8.30 in the morning, I get ready. Okay, so you remember when I told you I change into my loungewear at the end of the day? 
that's because I don't wear loungewear to work. Now, don't get me wrong. There are days when I slip and I don't honor my rule. And oh my gosh, y'all, I've done it enough to know those are, again, the days where I'm like a little more sluggish at work. I feel like I'm less creative and less productive because I really think it's because I didn't switch over. Like I didn't switch into work mode. And again, there are days when I'm like, I'm just wearing yoga pants today. And that's cool. You can do that. But consistently, I'm getting ready. And what I mean by getting ready is that I get dressed in clothes. I often say that I'm most productive when I wear pants with a button. So there you go. Try it out. See what happens. I don't always do my makeup. I like do my hair. You know, I get ready. I like do my skincare, all that jazz. But again, I'm just kind of switching into, okay, we're about to step in from like this morning mode where I'm mom and 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 wife and, and woman and caretaker. We're moving into CEO mode. We're moving into to being an entrepreneur mode. And getting ready for me has always been amazing. And then again, it sets me up for turning off at the end of the night. If I'm in my loungewear, I'm not going to change. So I would lose that disconnect. So again, something really small, something that doesn't take extra time or a ton of extra energy and can make a huge difference. I already touched on a little bit about your consistent start time or your desired start time, but I just want to reiterate that again. So whatever your routine might be, whether that's happening at the beginning of the morning and then you're jumping into work or you find you're really productive, again, from like six to eight and then you do your morning routine, pay attention, experiment, especially if you're just getting started, but pay attention. When are you, when is your brain turning on? And I think that it's different for everyone. Again, I gave you the example. Even when I worked at my nine to five, I like just couldn't get going or to the office or in work mode before 9 a.m. I think back to being in college and like having really early morning classes and struggling to focus, to absorb any information. And I wish that I would have paid more attention to that back then. But here's the good news. You a boss and you get to choose your work schedule. And so Start to pay attention to the times when you're most creative. Start to pay attention to when you can switch into work mode and structure your day around that. So one of the things that I've realized, again, that I like to start my day anywhere between 9 to 10, and I won't do a call most of the time. I have you know exceptions for some clients or cer- certain seasons of life, like at the time of this recording, we're moving out of our apartment. So I needed to do a couple calls early this week because in the evening I'm packing and doing all kinds of things. But I usually don't do calls before 11 a.m. because I don't want to. Okay? So permission to structure your day in a way that supports you because if you're showing up and working during times when you're most creative and most efficient and can focus, you'll get more done than if you try and just sit in front of your computer for eight hours. All right? And then the fourth thing that I focus on in the morning is communicating with my family. So this is a really, this is really important to my husband and I, and it was something that we had to start doing when we moved into the RV. So again, when I first started my business for about the first three-ish years of running my business, my husband was working full-time retail management. He was a store manager. So I was home with my son 
my son and I had our routine down. We had been doing it for a while, so it was great. Then we sold our house, moved into a tiny 36-foot trailer. Not tiny. It's actually very large. But from a house to a trailer, it was like, oh, my gosh, everyone's on top of me. And then my husband was home all the time. And it was rough. It was rough for a while because, as you can probably tell, I'm very into routines. I'm very grounded by routines. They serve me at the highest level. They make me the best version of myself. And everything was thrown off. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? But one of the things that came from that season was this heightened sense of communication between my husband and I early in the day. And this was something that we never had to do before because he would sometimes be gone for work before I even woke up or I'd be gone for work before he even woke up, like when he had a closing shift. And so it was rough, right? (laughs) Sometimes those moments of discomfort are, but we really grew from that. And it's something that served us for a long time. So I want to share this with you so that maybe you can avoid (laughs) the like four months of just like, oh my gosh, why is this not working? And just like make it work. So what this looks like for my husband and I is we have a touch base in the morning and no, we don't like call it a touch base and it's not like on the calendar or anything, but I have names for everything. So I would call it a touch base in my mind. So we have this touch base. I've just spent the morning, you know, getting ready and um, being with my son. My husband typically kind of does his alone time in the morning because he is with my son all day. And so around the time that I'm like dressed, making my smoothie, getting ready to come into my office or start my day wherever we are in the world, my husband and I will say, what, what's going on today? Like, where, where do we need to show up? Where do we need to support each other? What's on the schedule? And that's really helpful for me because this just setting this baseline for communication, I think, solves a lot of problems when you are working from home and there's a family dynamic involved. Your family, even though my husband is a part of Brand Mary, he's an employee of Brand Mary, he's a multimedia manager at Brand Mary, he's not in my business all the time. He's not in my head. He's not doing all the things that I'm doing. And so I need to communicate with him. I need to tell him where I need support, what my schedule looks like, what's happening in the business so that he can support me. Because if I don't do that, then he doesn't know. So then imagine if your partner or your family members aren't even involved in your business, how lost they must feel. (laughs) But of course, we just kind of assume that people should know what we need. I do anyway. And so this has been great. So we'll just have a quick touch base. We'll, you know, just do our normal morning things. How are you? How do you sleep? La, la, la. Uh, Love you. And then (laughs) we'll, uh, yeah, just kind of lay it out. So I'll typically, you know, say, hey, I've got calls at this time and this time, or I really wanted to record a bunch of content today. You know, uh, we've got this coming up. Don't forget about this, right? So we're just kind of like going through some of our stuff. And then it's really helpful for him because he's got stuff that he needs to do. He also obviously wants to take breaks throughout the day. And so Based on my call schedule, he can structure, you know, his pocket of time and say, hey, if I go run and do this, is that cool during this time? You don't have any calls. Is that an okay time for you and Cal to be home, you know, together? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. So we do our best to not, uh, like if I have a call, to not um, have, you know, me also having to watch my son. Although it's not perfect. There have been multiple calls 
multiple group program, you know, sessions where my son has walked in and asked me for a piece of fruit, right? Like it's, it's fine. I also set those expectations with my clients to let them know if I am home alone with my son, I will tell my clients at the very beginning of the call that I am home alone with my son and there might be some interruptions. Great. Let's just lay it out. And that's what this is essentially, right? It's laying it out at the beginning of the day, asking for support where I need support, just cluing my family in. And again, this is something that we've now been doing for about three years to the point where like, even this morning, I was like, hey, buddy, I got to go. I got to go record a podcast and be in my office for just a little bit and then I'll be out. And he's like, okay, great. So like my son even knows. So I love to clue my son into this world. One, because I think it's easier for him to then respect my boundaries when I remind him, hey, remember mommy's working. There's less tension there, right? And then also I want him to know how wonderful it is that I get to work from home. I want him to see the flexibility and I want, like, I want him to see the joys of being an entrepreneur. And that's really cool that he gets to see it every single day. Now, I know some of you listening, probably most of you listening, your kiddos are at school and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, tell them what you did. Be proud of the work that you've done. It's so fun to me now that my son's older. So we let him watch YouTube Kids. No shade to anyone. I believe in parenting in the way that is best for you. But we tried to not do like YouTube kids and like tons of cartoons and stuff like that until he was like a certain age. He's at an age now where he's like so into Sonic and Mario and stuff like that. And so we have him watch YouTube kids. So he's like obsessed with YouTube. He like wants his own YouTube channel, which would actually be very cute because he's seen me do it, right? Like I have, um, like when I'm recording, he'll come in and he'll test the sound for my husband on the microphone. He'll uh, sit in front of the camera. We let him like record videos and stuff like that. Like he doesn't have a channel, but it's just really cute that he wants to do that. And I know that part of that reason is because he's seen me do it. But, but one of the things that's so cute is he's really into YouTube now. And so sometimes when my husband and I are watching YouTube on like the TV or we're showing my parents like a travel video or something, he'll be like, oh my gosh, YouTube. And my videos always come up and he's like, mom, you're on YouTube. Like it's such a big deal. And I'm like, that's so cool. And so like he tells people, he's like, yeah, my mom has a YouTube channel and he knows like my clients like by name. And so it's just really, it's really beautiful. For me, I want my family to be involved in this journey, but I also understand that there has to be separation. And that's where these tips come in, that there are moments when I'm fully in work CEO mode, and there are moments when I can be present with my family, that's really important. And I hope that this was really helpful in showing a behind the scenes of what that's like for me and giving you tips that you can apply to your life. And you don't have to do them all right now. Try one at a time. Try the easy ones. Notifications off your phone, change of clothes. Just start there, right? Then move into creating a routine that works for you in the morning and an evening routine I talk about this book a lot on the podcast, uh, but Atomic Habits by James Clear, I legit changed my life. Habits weren't new to me, but the way he presented them in that book just clicked for the first time. And so if you struggle with routines, if you struggle with habits and consistency, definitely check that book out. I have always been really good with consistency from a work perspective. 
but not great with a taking care of myself perspective. And when I read that book in 2019, it was phenomenal. And so that's just a little tip for me to you to check that out if you need a little support in this area. I would love to hear your takeaways from today's episode. Come on over to Instagram, send me a DM. I'm at Michelle Knight Co. if we're not already connected. Just a quick reminder, if you love this podcast, I would love to see a review from you. They mean a lot to me. I love getting them in my inbox. It's such a surprise. Obviously, it helps this podcast get discovered. And as a thank you, after you've completed the review, go ahead and message me on Instagram and I'll send you a $5 Starbucks gift card to just thank you for your time and energy. And it means just a lot to me. So don't forget about that fun little perk but I do just love to hear from you. So feel free to hop on over and send me a message about today's episode, any takeaways or any follow-up questions you have. That's how I get my ideas for the podcast. And I absolutely love when you ask those questions. Again, don't forget to check out the new 45-day brand plan. You can go to brandmary.com slash 45 days. And that is a fun free download for you that's going to support you and building your brand and launching your website in just 45 days days. All right. I'll be back next week with a new episode of the Brand Mary podcast. Thanks again for tuning in and have an amazing week. We love reviews over here on the podcast. I mean, who doesn't? If you can take a second to leave a review of the Brand Mary podcast over on iTunes, it would mean so much. And to reward you for your time and energy in doing so, I'd love to buy you your coffee, tea, or freaking muffin completely on me. Just after you leave a review, take a screenshot, head on over to Instagram, and find me, Michelle Knight Co. Send me your DM, and I will send you a gift card for Starbucks. It's like a win-win. Now, Not only are you writing an amazing review, which allows us to get the podcast out to more people, you're getting a free beverage and we're connected on Instagram. And as always, if this episode spoke to you, please consider sharing it with just one person. It means a lot. All right. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in next week's episode.